1,000 rings. 1,000 rings. 1,000 rings. 1-0 pitch. Down and away. 2-0. We'll get to that in a minute, but this is Top 1000 Radio, and I am your host, Chris Naren, and this is episode 38, song battle number 37, and that was uh, one of the most exciting games of the year for me, because uh, Mississippi State uh, lost to their rival, their in-state rival, Ole Miss, go to hell, Ole Miss, by the way, uh, last night. I think it was three to two, four to three, something like that. And uh, today they were down by two runs in the bottom of the ninth. And we got bases loaded and Dakota Jordan dinged a little uh, grounder through the two hole and two runs scored and we won and it was awesome. And if we can win tomorrow, then we will have beaten Ole Miss, I don't know, like, 17 years in a row or something like that like we've taken a series from them i think every year for gosh i don't know i think got to go back to 2015 or something like that so um so that would be that would be terrific to (laughs) you know because our season hasn't been super super good this year all right so uh welcome everybody i'm a little i'm a i'm a little excited because of that uh as you can tell uh, thanks for listening, sharing, following. Thanks for rating the show five stars. Please do so if, if you have not. Okay, a little homework for you. You know, go out, go on to Spotify, and push that little button that says follow if you haven't done that. And if you have, go on there one more time. This is la- This is it. This is the this is the last assignment that you have is to go on there and hit that little rate button and, and click five stars. Okay. And then, uh, you know, extra credit, extra credit work. You can go out and, uh, you know, tell other people about the show and see what they think. And uh, go to top1000radio.blogspot.com because I have updated the list, people. They are updated as of today. So you'll see the updated challengers list. There's a few more bands that are on there. It's quite a few more, actually. And uh, there's the updated list in progress. And so, uh, you know, minus today's results, obviously. And I'd like to see your guys' lists, okay? I, I, one person has sent me kind of a small, you know, Farmer Tom in the great state of Iowa. He sent me a, a list that he was messing around with in the, you know, in the shop there uh, while he's growing our, our food and keeping our country strong. Um, and, uh, but you know, he's got, he's got stuff to do. He's got grain to elevate and you know, whatnot. Uh, he can't be making thousand song lists like yours truly. Uh, so anyway, give, give our method a try. If you don't know what our method is, go back to episode 15 and check that out. Okay. So today news and reviews on this day in 1967, Nancy Sinatra and Frank Sinatra started a four week run at number one on the U S singles chart with something stupid. They became the only father and daughter act to score a number one single. 
and I think I covered that in a, we did, uh, we did a, we got a little band together with, uh, a friend of Emo Sean's who happens to be my brother. Um, Emo Sean, my brother and I are from the same little town in Mississippi. So, uh, that's how we know Emo Sean. Um, and we got a little band together with Mike, my buddy Mike, who played on the last couple of Reckless Ways songs that I played on here. And I think we covered that one. Gosh, seemed like we did. Um, but anyway, in 1989, American all-girl group, The Bangles, started a four-week run at number one on the UK singles chart with Eternal Found. I don't know why I put the UK singles chart. It was a big hit here in the United States, but... Uh, I guess I misread the K and thought it was an S. Um, but uh, Ed, that one's relevant to this uh, this show because uh, the Bengals will be on the list. Okay, they're going to be on the list. And I and I don't know if I've mentioned it in any of the uh, published episodes. There's 31 published episodes and I think, no, 32. And there's I think there's six unpublished episodes i don't know if i mentioned it in one of those but uh um the the lead singer and i forget which other member of the band but they grew up with a young woman named amanda padani who went on to be a world renowned renowned uh historian uh specializing in ancient near east empires and cuneiform and egyptology and all that good stuff and she has several books out the most recent one uh weaver scribes and king just came out on audio audio book in fact um and anyway what they she was in the band she was in a band with them she played bass for them um and then she decided to go off and become indiana jones basically and uh uh they got a new bass player and became the bangles and the rest is herstory um and uh it's a good thing i didn't know that when i was when i was studying under her at uh, Cal Poly Pomona because I probably would have bugged the crap out of her every single day. Uh, excuse me, Miss Padani, Dr. Padani. Um, uh, remember that time you were in the Bengals? And, uh, you know, so it would, you know, can I meet Susanna Hoth, please? You know? uh, yeah, that wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been good. But she's, she's gotten on stage with them several times and then, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever and, uh, st- stood in for the bass player, so she still got chops, evidently. Um, so good stuff. And on this day in 1932, uh, guitar hero, guitar titan, and country music uh, star Roy Clark w- was born. And 1978, country music <laughs> star Chris Stapleton was born. Hey, Roy Clark was, you know, I, I, I think I, I could hand, I liked him more in the hee-haw days, uh, than Buck Owens. I, because I don't know, maybe cause he was on a couple of sitcoms back in the day. I think he, I want to say, I love Lucy, uh, maybe the Beverly Hillbillies. I, I'm pretty sure he was on the Beverly Hillbillies a couple of times. Um, so he, to me, he was just more of a natural comedian than, than Buck Owens was. And dude absolutely shredded on guitar. Uh, go on YouTube and look up uh, Mag. I think it's Magdalena. Dude is freaking otherworldly on that guitar. So, okay, that does it for news and reviews. Without further ado, 
let's get to our song notes. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it Your Love by The Outfield from their 1985 album Play Deep reached number six. The song was written by outfield guitarist John Spinks. He was living in East London and invited uh, vocalist of the band Tony Lewis, the late Tony Lewis, to his flat for a writing session. The two developed Your Love on the porch of the flat. Lewis sat on an amplifier and Spinks began writing the opening lyrics. According to Lewis, the song took only 20 minutes to write. The song's lyrics have no basis in reality. Josie was not a real person, and the song is an entirely invented story. Afterwards... The band began recording demos for their debut album, Play Deep, with producer Will Whitman, who had also worked with Cyndi Lauper and The Fix. The initial demo was softer in tone, and Whitman encouraged the band to take a more hard rock approach to its sound. To this end, the group were inspired by The Who, and Lewis's vocal arrangement was heavily inspired by the police vocalist Sting. The song is popular at sporting events, especially baseball. Jake Mangum, the all-time SEC hit leader used it as his walk as his walk up song while at Mississippi State, as did Colorado's Colorado Rockies outfielder Charlie Blackman. The New England Patriots of the NFL played the song at home games in the fourth quarter whenever leading. Foolin from Def Leppard's Diamond Certified Album Pyromania, 1983. It reached number 28 on the charts. Written by Joe Elliott, Steve Clark, and Robert John Mutt Lang, the producer. Pyromania was the first album the chief songwriters Elliott and Clark collaborated with Lang, the producer, in writing songs. The music video was shot in June 1983 at the Ritz Theater in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and directed by David Mallett perhaps the most prolific rock video and concert film director. Midnight Special is a traditional folk song thought to have originated among prisoners in the American South. The song refers to the passenger train Midnight Special and its ever-loving light. It's the third track on side two of Creedence Clearwater Revival's Willie and the Poor Boys, 1969. The album contains two songs associated with blues and folk legend Lead Belly, Cotton Fields and the Midnight Special. In a 2012 interview, Fogarty explained, Lead Belly was a big influence. I learned about him through Pete Seeger. When you listen to those guys, you're getting down to the root of the tree. CCR's version was used in the opening sequence of Twilight Zone, the movie, in a scene featuring Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd enthusiastically singing along. One, the third track from U2's seventh album, Octung Baby, 1991. 
the record's third single, February 1992, it peaked at number 10. During the album's recording sessions at Hansa Studios in Berlin, conflict arose between the band members over the direction of U2's sound and the quality of their material. Tensions almost prompted the band to break up until they achieved a breakthrough with the improvisation of one. The song was written after the band members were inspired by a chord progression that guitarist Edge was playing in the studio. The lyrics, written by lead singer Bono, were inspired by the members' fractured relationships contrasting with the German reunification. Although the lyrics ostensibly describe disunity, they have been interpreted in other ways. Stumblefoot, the 12th track on Tourniquet's fifth studio album, Crawl to China, 1997. It showcases Tourniquet's versatility with straightforward metal sections mixed with funk and groove. to get to that funk part at least because that part is cool all right that's our uh song notes and let's do our couplet battle all right our uh let's go with the third runner-up is going to be where did i put that oh yeah uh your love all right try to stop my hands from shaking something in my mind's not making sense it's been a while since we've been all alone i can't hide the way i'm feeling i think that Though the way the lyrics go on that song, I know it's been, oh, it's toxic. It's, it's toxic lyrics. Um, I think the, you know, the, uh, I mean, this, you know, we've done Rolling Stone songs on here before, so chill out. <laughs> okay. Um, I think the, the, he's saying the, you know, the, some more parts out loud and in his head, he, you know, some of the lyrics are, are just being said in his head. And I think she's, saying some stuff at the end so i i think it's you know it's kind of going back and forth but it's definitely a, some dude you know uh trying to um you know get a little comfort from from a female friend of his and and his girlfriends uh so but but uh you know the the guys who wrote it maybe maybe they were philanderers i don't know i don't know i never heard any crazy stories about the outfield or anything like that but uh um, you know, they, they were writing a, a rock song and that's, that's what a lot of rock songs were about back in those days. Uh, so, uh, and we'll talk more about, uh, my, my feelings about that song later. Uh, and then my third, second runner up would be, uh, Stumblefoot, the consequence of diligence without him will show all the dents. Okay. That's a, that's a, uh, I'm trying to remember what poet that reminds me of, uh, kind of Lewis Carroll, I think. I don't know. I don't know a ton about Lewis Carroll, so don't quote me on that. But I like that uh, that concept that uh, you know, if you're really diligent at trying to be spiritual, you're going to find more and more how you know how much work you you got to do on yourself because 
there's nothing is going to, you know, reveal your flaws to yourself, like trying to live a righteous life. Okay. That doesn't mean we stop trying. I mean, most people, that's exactly what it means to them is they, you know, like, wow, well, the more I, the more I try to be godly, the, the more, uh, ungodly I find myself to be, um, that should not discourage us from, from doing so. Okay. But it usually does. <laughs> Uh, I understand that. So, but that's a, that's a deep, you know, that's a deep lyric, I think. All right. First runner up would be one. Uh, you know, that makes sense, right? It's one. It's first. Uh, you say love is a temple, love a higher law. Love is a temple, love the higher law. You ask me to enter, but then you make me crawl. All right. And I, I mean, I could have, you know, put the last part on there too, but it's supposed to be a couplet battle, not a fourplet battle. Um, some have interpreted this as, you know, you two, they're, you know, fake, uh, they're not real Christians. They're fake and they worship love. And if they do, if you, you know, if they worship love and not God, which God is love, but if you turn around and make love the God, that's, that's a completely different thing. Um, but I kind of interpret it as this, you know, you say love is a temple, love is a higher law. Uh, and, and then, and then you act like this, you, you ask me to enter and then you make me crawl. Okay. So if you really do believe in love, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't make me crawl. That's kind of how I see it. I don't know. Um, but, uh, okay. So yeah, that's, that's my feeling on that. Okay. So that brings us to our winner and loser. So it's either uh, midnight special or Def leopard fooling. And I'm going to go with the winner here is going to be Midnight Special, okay? Umbrella on her shoulder, piece of paper in her hand. She comes to see the governor. She wants to free her man, Lord. All right. I like that lyric. I like the, the I have a, you know, that, then the, you know, the couplet that comes before that, you know, yonder comes Miss Rosie. How in the world did you know where, by the way she wears apron and the clothes she wore? Um, you just, I just have this, this image of, you know, this woman, determined to go and get her husband out of, uh, out of jail. Okay. <laughs> Poor woman, you know, um, it, it, to me, it's a powerful image. Okay. And, uh, you know, so, and then our loser would be fooling, close your eyes, don't run and hide. Easy love is no easy ride. That, that's a, a good lyric. I pulled, I pulled that out cause I like that out of all the lyrics and then, you know, it's a good, the song is good lyrically, um, it just doesn't seem to be saying a whole lot, but this I think does, uh, easy love is no easy ride. That's, that's a, uh, um, sentiment that probably should put, be put on t-shirts and bumper stickers so that people understand that, uh, you know, may, you may think you're having a good time now, but, uh, you know, wait until, wait until the doctor bills show up. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's our couplet battle. The winner is midnight special. And artificial ignorance, I, I thought it was going to, because uh, was, everything was pretty close to accurate on every song up until we got to Stumblefoot, okay? It says, Stumblefoot is a song by the American Christian band Tourniquet, okay, true, featured on their 1994 album Vanishing Lessons. Wrong, 1997, Crawl to China, dummy. Uh, the song was released as a single in the same year? No, it was not, along with the video music? No, um, did not... Achieve start chart success? Of course it didn't because it wasn't released. Um, has remained a fan favorite. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I ever heard them 
uh, record or uh, perform it live. Uh, I don't know if they ever did. Uh, notable for his fast-paced, technically demanding instrumentation, as well as his lyrics about overcoming obstacles and persevering through adversity. That's not what it's about. Uh, the song's titled "Reference to a Medical Condition Known as Foot Drop," which the band's drummer Ted Kirkpatrick suffered from due to nerve damage. I don't. I never heard about that. That may be true, but I've never heard of it. Uh, if any of you tourniquet fans out there can uh, uh, step up for artificial ignorance and uh, <laughs> confirm that. Despite his physical limitation, Kirkpatrick continued to play drums and perform with tourniquet, serving as an inspiration to many fans. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go ahead and say I don't believe that one. So, yeah, But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. All right, now we are going to get to our Council of Learned Elders reviews. We got Artillo and Emo Sean. They're like the crossfitters of music commentary, okay? Uh, not that they're annoying, you know, and I'm not saying that they're annoying and that they won't talk about anything else but music, um, just that they're really dedicated to the point where, uh, you know, I don't know what the musical... Um, equivalent of Pukey the Clown is, you know, CrossFitters, they have this mascot called Pukey the Clown. Um, you know, he's, the, you know, because people puke all the time doing CrossFit. Um, and then they got an, an even worse than that. And believe it or not, there's a worse mascot uh, amongst CrossFitters called Uncle Rabdo. And it's this condition you get when, like, your your kidneys are bleeding or something. Like, your your blood is full of some kind of toxin and your, your, your organs are starting to shut down. That Like that's, that's a badge of, you know, dedication for them. They call it uncle Rabdo and they, they make like t-shirts and say, it's pretty crazy, but I'm not saying that, that Emo Sean and Artillo are, are that uh, crazy, but they're, you know, they're, they're hard workers, man. They're, they're kicking butt and taking names on this thing. All right, so we are going to start with Artillo, then then Emotion, and then I'll be back. This is Artillo at your service. Or, all right, not really, because as a whole, the only thing I can say in defense of any of the ramblings that are about to ensue and the internal carnage that will undoubtedly follow is that I value the sum of a good playlist above its parts. The order and the overall narrative and or arc plays into it, and I gotta say, this playlist of five is just hitting it for me. It's perfect, as is, in order, with everything in it, just like that. So yeah, I don't want to break up these songs. But here's the other problem breaking down this list. Am I going to rank these songs by the number of seconds they took to vie for the five stars? No, that would be stupid, but I only bring it up because they all came in at 8 seconds or less. Your Love, The Outfield. This took 2 seconds. Now this song has caused me serious conflict in my life. The lyrics spark internal debate. But then, just the muted guitar strum at the off before he starts singing. That's only half a measure, y'all. And the nostalgia game is real. First line in the vocals carried that baton the rest of the way, and I think I'm interpreting these lyrics a little bit differently on this listen. Full in, Def Leppard. Eight seconds, but then the halftime drums at 32 seconds, you know, that's it. That bass 
Ugh, why? This song has to win. There's some very contrasting sections in this song, and except for one part, they're my favorite parts of all time. I didn't even accurately remember that they were all part of the same song, but then I'm like, dang. You know, what's weird, I feel like Foolin' and Your Love could have been from the same thread of thought written by the same guy. That's interesting. Midnight Special, CCR, Three Seconds, damn, no, this song is number one. The intro is beyond. But even though the rest of the song is classic CCR and therefore perfectly enjoyable, the intro far exceeds the quality of the rest of the song. It's just pure perfection, and so the rest of the song can't live up. Based on that, I think I gotta place Def Leppard above it this time around. Wait, (laughs) the breakdown. Oak Ridge Boys style, what even? And then you gotta ask, what is this world coming to? Well, I cannot choose the wine in front of you. And I cannot choose the wine in front of me. Is death on the line? Is life on the line? I don't know. Let's ask you two. One, coming in at four seconds. This is arguably one of the best songs of all time. But as we've established, I can argue with myself all day. I want to break down all the music and sing the merits. And I wouldn't normally do that because my brain just sees the gestalt of this song after all these years. I consider doing it anyway, but then I say no because it's just going to make this choice all the harder. Stumblefoot, tourniquet, 8 seconds. I don't know, man. There's some real punk magic happening here. And after that, I love the range of the vocal style and all the musical styles in general. It's just ridiculous. At 3 p.m., it all falls flat. Hold up. That that sounds extremely specific. You got my attention. I get what he's saying already, but there's a backstory here that would still grab the rapt attention of all children around the fire. And what occurs right after 3 p.m., that's just musical genius, surprising and captivating. The duration of it is just perfect. I love the literal stumbling of the spitting of the lyrics to fit that spot in the song. There's a section that happens before the last verse that conjures up some psycho surfer madness for me, and it's just perfectly placed. Whatever, man. This game is rigged. Hey, I gotta give Tourniquet the edge here, because I've never heard this song before, and it still commanded the spotlight. Does that mean I'm gonna give it a 5 here? I don't think so. Your Love is definitely getting the one spot for me. I don't need to give that too much thought in this lineup. I don't see any way one from you 2 is getting kicked off this list. That would be straight up stupid. Plus, the lower house is bound to come in strong for it. For that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three here. Ridiculous. I know. Midnight Special. I'm going to accept the responsibility of giving this a 4, setting it above 1 from U2 in this particular ranking. Do 
I condone this based on singular song merit alone. No, I do not. Def Leppard gets my five in this episode. I keep wanting to say this week, but that is incorrect. And these episodes are coming out way too fast. Now, I do not forget that I said I was giving Tourniquet the edge here. And that would not be true if I gave it a two here today. And so, I'm going to do something crazy and bump both one and Midnight Special down a notch and place Tourniquet with the four spot in this battle. And folks, that leaves me with a final ranking of Def Leppard at five, Tourniquet at four, CCR at three, U2 at two, and the outfield at one. No one knows what's going to happen when they leave the house in the morning. Just wait till 3 p.m. Enjoy the upset. Artillo, out. Top 1000 radio listeners all over the globe. This is Emo Sean. And this is the craziest five song battle. Ah, here's Emo Sean's take. So, Emo Sean, listen to the songs in order. Your love initially got a five because it's the first song and it's awesome. Then he listened to Foolin. Foolin by Def Leppard. It got a number five and replaced Your Love with four. So it goes four and then five. Midnight Special landed at three. One. Landed at no number at that point. Stumblefoot landed at one, so that would have put one at two. I mean, yeah, one. <laughs> you two's one at two. So, had to think about it again. And your, let's see, so it went like this. It went, your love went like this. It went five, then it went to four, then it went to two, then it went to one. Foolin went five, four, Five. Midnight Special went three, two. U2's one went five, three. Stumblefoot went one, then to two, and to one. So that's very confusing, so here's the real numbers. Foolin' Death Leopard went to number five. This song did change, I think, uh, Top 40 Radio. Back in uh, 83 or something like that, when Pyromania came out, the songs on that album started to be played weekly on uh, Top 40 Radio and in the Top 40 uh, song battles that happened from week to week through, like, uh, Rick D's, uh, stuff like that, you know, when they were doing the Top 40 countdowns. So that was huge because, you know, Def Leppard, a metal band, even though a poppy, somewhat metal band, still really, really great uh, songs. Wow, that, you know, Foolin' was a great song that was uh, one of Emotion's favorites. So the number four spot, it, it went to Your Love. And that thing went, you know, all the way down to one at one point. But I put it at four because... 
just in seconds, you're just like, yes, the song. Emo Sean was like, yeah, uh, let, let's rock. The song rocks, okay? I, I don't care about baseball, and I don't care about it being in sports, mainly, I guess, on base, uh, baseball games. This is a great song. It sounds great. Lyrically, not, I'm not sure, but it sounds great. All right, number four. Number three, uh, that's U2's one. Um, lyrically, great song. Musically, I ended up, I mean, it's still a great song, but I, I just, I put it in three, and this freaking list is killing me. So I, I had to make some decisions. Three for one, uh, and in Midnight Special, uh, CCR, I put them at two, and Jiminy, you know, like the first out of the box, that first, uh, you know, two couple seconds or three, boom, you know, John Fogarty sings that lick, that song, that, that note, and, and I'm, I'm hooked, and I'm like, uh, but I put it at two. Tourniquet Stumblefoot, great song. I like other Tourniquet songs better, but Emo Sean had to put that at one after all these other epic songs, so that is the list. So, um, the Challenger poll... I don't usually talk about the Challenger poll, but Emo Sean puts that at, uh, he, uh, he did, he took three guitar picks of different colors, shook them around, randomly, not looking, picked a pick, and picked the Challenger poll winner. Uh, on the Challenger poll, you had, um, what was it, uh, My City is Gone, um, by, uh, Pretenders. Great song. Really understand what she's talking about. Emo Sean grew up in a small town in Mississippi. Uh, left Mississippi. Went back to visit a few times. My city was gone. Okay. Wanted to pick that song bad. Um, Sultans of Swing. Dire Straits. Great song. When Emo Sean started playing drums in the 7th grade... By the time he reached 8th grade, Sultans of Swing was a big song at that year, and uh, Emo Sean thought he was going to get a little band together. Uh, didn't really play out, but that one song was going to be on the playlist. Um, and lastly, um, Toto's Rosanna. Again, classic, awesome, everything about it, wonderful, perfect. That one was the pick. Emo Sean picked randomly, and so the challenger poll, Emo Sean picks Rosanna. Again, this list, freaking heck. And there was a movie called Pet Cemetery in 1989, I believe. And uh, there was a young boy named Gage. And I just want to quote him by saying, No fair, no fair, no fair. Emo Sean is out. All right, thank you, Artillo and Nemo Sean. I'm need to get my uh, my cork board and my yarn out <laughs> to map that that deal. Um, and it's good to hear uh, Emo Sean joining us in Stereo Land. That sounds uh, sounds much better. Okay, uh, so yeah, I you know I'll go into my my thing here in a minute, but uh, it was a this was a tough list. This this one 
could uh, get you going in circles. Okay. Um, but let's talk about our challenger poll. What's going to uh, replace yesterday? I always, I've never prepared for this. Uh, yesterday's loser was a Backstreet Kids by Black Sabbath. Um, and it's going to be replaced by Rosanna by Toto. All right. Uh, it got uh, six total across the board. Pretenders didn't get any. Uh, dire Straits got three. Okay, so the Dire Straits will be on the list. Believe that. Okay, and so will Pretenders. So um, do not fret, my friends. We've got we've got a long way to go. Okay. Uh, then, the, as far as the song battle itself goes, the Council of Learned Elders came in big for Foolin. And then second place for them was Your Love, followed by One, then Midnight Special, and coming in last, Poor Stumblefoot. The Sensatorial Laymen and Women uh, were big for Your Love, uh, like by a lot. Uh, one got you know, the most points because it's got the obligatory five because I couldn't put everything on there. But, um, I, I'm pretty sure that one would have, would have been big too. Um, then, uh, in, in third place would have been midnight special and fooling and poor stumblefoot didn't get any love from the sensatorial layman and women combined total. You've got our winner would be fooling in second place. One in third place, you are love. Midnight Special in fourth, and coming in last, Stumblefoot. Okay, but I mean Stumblefoot did did get some uh, some love for Martillo, believe it or not. Which I because it's got a great little funky you know thing. I'll talk about it here. Hang on a second. Okay, so my verdict. Dun dun dun. I should have a you know some kind of you know walk off home run applause or something for this. I'm going to give my five to the Midnight Special. Okay, because I agree with Artillo that that beginning is about perfect, and for me the rest of the song is too. Okay, it it you know, I mean that one right there. You get up on a chair if you're at a party. You get up on a chair and you just belt that sucker out. Okay, it's just got the great beat. The you know, dun, 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 you know, it just you know, fantastic. Okay, we need to we need to find Lead Belly and and shake his hand okay <laughs> great song um and then you know i'm gonna give your love a four that's one of my favorites been at the top of my playlist forever and this is how you know it's a great song when when uh when i forget to push the little uh shuffle button on on my spotify spotify playlist uh it'll just start playing them sequentially you know starting at number one and your love is at the top Okay, it was the first song I put on there when I started making a Spotify uh, playlist, and uh, and so you know when I'm you know at work getting ready you know for the day, I'll uh, put music on and you know I'll, I'll go to Spotify and I'll put it on, and half the time I don't have the the shuffle button on, and your love will come, and I'll let it play every single time. Okay, and uh, well, maybe not every single time. I don't know. Spotify will probably fact check me, and it's like, oh yeah, well, looking at your record, I, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't get tired. I really don't get tired of that song. And I even, I even watched one of those horrible, uh, reaction videos. I don't know if you've ever, uh, watched these people have these, 
uh, YouTube channels where they just listen to a song and, and then they talk about it. And they don't, I mean, they, they have about as much uh, musical insight as I do. Okay. So I, you know, <laughs> but I, I'm putting a little bit of effort into this. At least I'm giving you some song facts and, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm wrangling the, the Council of Learned Elders to, to tell you some actual real stuff about these songs. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> those reaction bit, but that's, whew. anyway, uh, the, the one I watched wasn't really like some, just some dude, you know, watching a song. I think the, the one of the things that's, that the psychological thing that it hits on is, um, people want to see how other people react to the music they like. And there's really kind of an, especially like white people want to see how black people respond to like certain music because there's a lot of the channels that are, that are really popular kind of, you know, does that, but, uh, um, or kids, you know, adults want to see how kids react you know, that, that sort of deal. Um, but the one I watched was like a vocal coach, uh, talking about, you know, the, um, the, uh, the vocals. Okay. And, and, uh, Tony Lewis, the late Tony Lewis, I think he died, I want to say last year. Um, you know, he's got, he's got chops, he's got vocal chops and he's, he's, you know, very unique. And the rest of that album, the album that that song is from play deep is, is solid wall to wall. Good. Okay. It, it's not, it's not exactly up there with Boston's debut album, but it's close. I mean, it really, that album really doesn't have any weaknesses on it. Okay. I can't listen to it while I watch baseball because I made the mistake of doing that a couple years ago and state got, I think we got swept by Vanderbilt, but that's the year we went on to face them in the national championship series and, and beat them two to three. Obviously it's gotta be two out of three, but I mean, I think the last, the two games we beat them, we smoked them. So, um, you know, but I, 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 I would have loved to have had that album on while I was listening, but I was scared to death to do that because, uh, you know, or maybe it was Missouri or something. I don't know, but um, but that's a great album, and there will be other songs of theirs on on this list. Um, I gave my three to one by U two. Another, the you know, uh, Midnight Special and Your Love are just off the chart nostalgia, you know, points. Uh, because you know, I just remember listening to that album, the Outfield album again. I'm back to that uh, at the beach, you know, um, just great times just wonderful days that we spent at the beach you know having a great time and um and one one is brings me back to my early adulthood you know my early 20s that album came out in 92 but i don't think i really i don't think i really uh got into it until maybe 93 okay i was working my butt off in the early 90s and i I barely had room to uh, time to turn the radio on. I listened to the radio a lot back then, um, but uh, eventually I I bought a cassette of Octune Baby and riding around in my big Buick Park Avenue, <laughs> this huge car, and uh, you know it it that moot you know it was a very moving album, okay, and and I loved the the concert film, the live in Sydney where they, I don't know. I think they pieced together some several nights from their concerts in Sydney, Australia. That's by far for me, you know, next to maybe Elvis, 
um, by far for me the best concert film ever made. Okay, whatever U two was was plugging into in those those days, they you know they figured it out. They figured the rock star thing out. And it's ironic because you know uh, right after I think one or maybe maybe it's during that that section of the show, uh, right before it maybe he goes you know, goes backstage and they show him like changing into this kind of devil character called Mephisto. And he's got this, you know, gold lame suit and he's got these horns, these little glittery horns. And he has this makeup on his face and he's, he's supposed to be Bono after he sold out, sold his soul to the devil. And he's playing, uh, he's a lounge singer in Vegas now. That's who that character is supposed to be. And he comes out and does several songs as that character. And he makes prank phone calls and, you know, uh, does all kinds of stuff, and then he, then he takes the horns off, and he and he and he uh, does another little kind of costume change, and then they, that's when they come out and do one. It's really effective, you know, the way they, the way they uh, uh, paced it and changed everything as the show went on. Um, but I saw them a couple times live, and one always was always a, a really good moment. All right, and so in my fourth place, I'm going to go with Fool and Def Leppard. Absolutely love that song. It's, you know, Pyromania is just one of them. I mean, I, my brother and I, we used to crank that on the way to school. And, uh, you know, Foolin' is, is a great song. It's just there's so many other songs ahead of it from for me from from uh, from Def Leppard. Uh, but on another list, that could have easily been a five, easily. Uh, and I, I, I <laughs> for some reason, I, I always associate it with the movie uh, The Day After, because the day after it came out, I believe in the same year, 1983, and uh, when they were promoing it, they they played it over and over and over again. Uh, the the line from the show is anybody out there? Anybody at all? Somebody on the radio after the nuclear bomb goes. I don't know if you if you're not familiar with the day after. It's this horrible uh, nuclear holocaust movie they made in 1983, and it was it was very effective actually. <laughs> it moved President Reagan. And he, you know, he he became even more uh, determined to uh, to stop nuclear uh, weapons. Uh, you know, that's a mistake a lot of people make in their their uh, analysis of Ronald Reagan is they thought he was pro nuclear war. He was absolutely not. He was anti nuclear war. He had a different way of going about uh, getting rid of them and getting you know getting fixing the problem um, than some people liked. But it worked. Okay. You, really can't argue with that it worked um and it's not his fault there that nuclear weapons existed okay they existed long before he came to power and uh and it's not like you can put that toothpaste back in the tube okay um will there will always be a nuclear threat but he you know his anyway i don't want to get too political again um but that that song always always uh reminded me you know they were they came right at the same time that's what i'm saying is that they're, the lines of the song is anybody out there you know and uh i don't know as a 13 year old i go well that song's about that movie you know or i don't know what i was thinking and then poor stumblefoot and last that's a good song it's you know i love that 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 funk part i love the the groove part and you know I don't know. It's just uh, it's just on a on a list that's a little it's it's punching out uh, below its weight on on this list. I'm afraid, um, but uh, there will be some tourniquet songs that I think could probably for me 
because remember, this is my list. For me, we'll be able to stand up to just about anybody. So um, don't even trip, guys. Don't. Okay. All right. So next challenger poll. So who's going to replace Stumblefoot? It's going to be either Chicago, 25 or 6 to 4. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Man, they're back. We're going to go with Hollywood Knights on this one. And then Van Halen is back, and this time we're going to go with Jump. You know, Van Halen has made it onto the list twice. Chicago's made it once. Uh, Bob Seger hasn't made it yet, but we'll see. Okay, this is a tough one. Well, for some people it might be tough. For others, not so much. Uh, But I think it's a good, you know, a good set of choices. All right, our next song battle. This one's a little weird. (laughs) Okay, this one's definitely going to... Trigger emo Sean. Okay, somebody needs to start uh, cooking some turkey because he's not going to be able to handle this. Uh, we're going to start with Not That Kind of Guy by Striper. Okay, check that one out if you've never heard it. Check it out. Uh, and then Race Yourself, Emo Sean, Winter Wonderland by Elvis Presley. <laughs> okay, and then Suffragette City by David Bowie, Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. And for the first time on the list, we have The Cars with drive all right and that is our next song battle okay i am going to play us out with i'm going to do a repeat of a one of my favorite metal bird songs uh good harbor okay we're going to play you out with that uh you guys have a great rest of your weekend i'm out of here my mind is clean We have.